It's your ultimate betting guide to the South Africa T20 League. How on earth do you bet on this one? It's cricket only better. It's Cricket Only Better, episode 174, I'm Ed Hawkins and welcome back. We're fit, refreshed and ready to fire for 2023 and boy do we have a challenge or several in the first few cricket punting weeks of a shiny new year. Here's Sam Collins, Happy New Year Sam Collins. Thanks Ed Hawkins, careful with your shiny new balls. Um, So much cricket on, so do go easy out there as Edward recommends. Keep it cricket only better to bet wisely of course and tune in your ears to our sages in 2023 to navigate the peaks and the troughs. Uh, Here's one of them, Paul Krishnamurti of betting.betfair. Hello Paul. Happy New Year Sam and Ed and Rich. Lovely stuff. I'm back once again, like the renegade master that his initials suggest, it's Richard Mann of SportingLife.com. Hello, Richard. Oh, don't, don't talk to me about those renegades. Happy New Year, Sam. Ha, ha, ha. Twisting it, cricket. As always, Richard Mann, lovely stuff. And as I said, a real challenge because what world cricket really needs is another T20 league. And indeed, the South Africans have come up to give us a New Year cheer with their league, which starts on January the 10th, a brand spanking new league. How the hell do you bet on that? That's the question. Uh, Edward Hawkins, please try and explain. Yeah, well, you listen to this show, first of all. We're going to analyse those teams. We've got some squad news. We've got possible 11s. We've also got the venues and analysed, excuse me, and Richard and, and Paul are going to give the views on those teams. Lovely stuff. And we'll kick off with a mini preview as to what happens in 2023. So let's get on with it. Here we go then, a new year. And this show is, of course, all about predicting what happens on the field of play. So I want one bet from each of you, please, for 2023. Best bets for the year. Uh, you might see them as the World Cup on. There's an Ashes series on. There's about 374,809 franchise leagues happening as well. Edward Hawkins, um, you first. Okay, well, I'll go to a franchise league just to keep you happy. I think Hyderabad Sunrisers about 12.5 on Betfair Exchange. Absolutely terrific bet to go extremely well in the IPL. If they trade at half that, I wouldn't be at all surprised. They may even trade shorter than that. They could possibly win that group stage. They've done all the excellent work that was required in the draft, and they're a great gamble at whopping odds. Lovely stuff. Let's go to Richard Mann. Yeah, I'm keeping faith with South Africa for their 50 over World Cup later this year. There's always a caveat with South Africa, and that's their record in ICC events. But the double figures here, um, I definitely think they could trade shorter. They should have traded shorter in the recent T20 World Cup, but for an implosion against the Netherlands. thought they were unlucky in the previous T20 World Cup as well. I'm convinced this is a, a white ball side anywhere that's going places. Tristan Stubbs, Dewell Brevis, I think this will be a big year for those guys. And obviously, it's an excellent attack for all conditions. At double figures, I think they're worth a spin. Okay, lovely stuff. And last but not least, Paul Krishnamati. I'm going to write a wrong from last year. Look now, Super Giants win the IPL. I was very confident about very impressed with them last year, and I thought they were a bit unlucky at the death. I can't see a weakness with this squad. You've got Carol Rahul, Quinton de Kock opening, Huda and Paul Rand backing up, two great spinners. 
Crudel Pandia, Ravi Bishnoi. But it's these three great all-rounders, Daniel Sams, Marcus Stornis from Mario Shepherd. But it's the bowlers. Where's the weakness here? Most in calm, very impressive debutant last year. Bishnoi, as I said, Mark Wood as your um, gun bowler. And then two great death bowlers in Avesh Khan and Naveen Al-Hak. Tell me, tell me where the weakness is, guys. Can't see anything wrong with that. So 9.2 they are. Don't like, don't so, like Nick Peran. Wouldn't, wouldn't trust him to deliver the mail. Terrible. I think he's a bit dodgy uh, with the bat these days. So uh, not for me. But uh, a reasonable price. Uh, and wouldn't be surprised at all that, that they make the playoffs. But um, they're my own. I'm probably being a bit mean picking on Peran. So, yeah. That's probably fair, Paul. He's overpriced. He is overpriced, definitely. That's why I like a bit of early New Year. Uh, what's the right word? Conflict. Maybe that'll work for us. Right. Okay. Is that that's the end of that? And we're heading off to your unmissable team and tournament guide to this uh, upcoming South African T Twenty League. Is that correct, Edward? Yeah, it is. Let's go. Betfair Exchange and Betfair Sportsbook do have outright markets available imminently for this uh, upcoming T20 uh, extravaganza in South Africa, we are assured. In the meantime, Edward Hawkins, uh, devilish as ever, has produced these prices. This is how he expects the exchange to shape up or ship out or something close to it. Um, please bear with me while I uh, clean the sick out of my mouth when I read some of these names. But uh, Mumbai Indians Cape Town are 3.75 favourites. Pearl Royals are 4.5. Urban Super Giants are five. Uh, Pretoria Capitals, 5.5. The Joburg Super Giants are seven. And Sunrisers Eastern Cape are 11 to one. Um, coming to Richard Mann and Paul Krishnamurti in a second on this tournament and how to play, but housekeeping first with Edward Hawkins. Thanks. Four weeks of this, 33 matches. Teams play each other twice, home and away. Semi-final from the top four and then a final. That's nice, traditional. Player availability issues, South Africa versus England, ODI Series, Jan 27 to Feb 1. So Sri Lanka players are going to be arriving late. Irish players involved, so example like Josh Crystal, he is not leaving anywhere to be uh, playing for Ireland. There you go. Okay, that was short and sweet. Richard Mann, coming to you first. This is a totally new league. We've got no form to go on. What do we do? Well, the first thing is we've we've got to feel our way, haven't we? We've got to take a look early on. Um, something just I picked up from the Big Bash, though, um, was the bounce in Australia. Now it's caught um, overseas batsmen out. Those who maybe haven't experienced those conditions. Adam Lyth would be one. Really good white ball player. Struggled, struggled at Perth. Adam Hose took a while to adjust as well. There's a few English guys here, and I'm not talking about the big guns who've played all around the world, uh, but some of the others, Adam Rossington's in here. South Africa, it really does bounce. It's a lot different to England where the bounce is lower. Um, so just be a little bit careful early on. Give these these guys a chance to adjust and adjust your own betting accordingly, I would say. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti, coming to you. You're, you're a pro. This is how you make your living. Concerned at all that we have three franchise leagues going on at the same time, maybe? Uh, India will be playing. England and South Africa as this tournament happens. How on earth do we keep up? Do we have to be selective now? What is happening to the world? Well, I'm hugely concerned and you've definitely got to be selective. I mean, apart from the problem of just keeping up with it, um, it's going to affect the liquidity in a lot of these markets, you know, um, because there's only so many people who trade runs. Um, you've got to take a watching brief early on and... I mean, the hardest thing to keep on top of here is who's coming and going. 
you know, we're going to assess these squads in a minute and it is very difficult, especially with the number of English players involved in this who will be unavailable during that series. Um, there's also a further issue in South Africa, but I say you've got to be very careful of betting early in matches there. Any one day match there is very unpredictable until you've seen the overheads. This isn't like the UAE or even Pakistan where you get this big toss bias and reliable amount of due. You're going to see lots of shortened games, um, depending on whether there's cloud cover or not, either 110 or 210 is in range every game. Um, slight clue, um, just looking through the Mazanzi Super League here at where to back overs in grounds. And it's that the Wanderers, um, in the last series there, you had uh, three out of 10 games produced 200 or more in the first innings. And amazingly, two of them were 230 or more, which will be obviously an enormous price, minimum 50 at one. So that might be worth having a little speculative punt on. Uh, but to be honest, over the next month, I'm much more invested in the test matches, to be honest. Can I just dive back in there, Paul, quickly? And another thing to say, though, about keeping on top of the ins and outs, if you can manage to do that, you will pick up some value because, I mean, me and Paul were talking off air about a big big, big back match in the morning. There's an injury and the markets just haven't caught up. Um, so who will be replacing him and opening the bat? It will be the same here. So, so keep your eyes peeled and your ears to the ground and I think you will sneak some value. Okay. Thank you very much. Back to Edward Hawkins for some more housekeeping. A uh, quick rundown on what we can expect from these six venues, please, Edward. Yeah, OK, so Newland, Newlands, where Mumbai, Cape Town, uh, Mumbai Indians, Cape Town, whatever they're called. It's a road there, seven of the last 13, 170 or more first innings, and four of those teams uh, won. So that's uh, good for chasing as well. Kingsmead, uh, where your Durban franchise play in 20 games in 2021. The run rate average was just 7.3. Uh, St George's Park, that's where your Southeastern Cape team will be playing. 31 matches in February, your average run rate was 7.4. Boland Park, your Pearl franchise, nine games since 2019. For all of those games, 170 or more batting first as a possible Chase bias, keep a note of that one. Only two wins batting first in that selection. Not a huge amount to go on, though. Centurion, the Pretoria franchise, Road, England chased 222 versus South Africa in Feb 2020. You remember that one? Uh, run rate 8.6 last three years, 170 batting first, absolute bare minimum. Joe Burr, Paul's already mentioned it. This is the Wanderers, 8.3 run rate last three years, but very, very big scores in the offing for that one. And why we're going through these venues is because we're going to match these venues characteristics up with your team makeups. And we'll really work out who's been paying attention at the draft. Have they got their balance right from these 11s? And a little bit of a spoiler, uh, a couple of teams have not. Okay, right then. Sounds like we're ready. Thank you, Edward Hawkins. Let's get on with analysing these teams in our uh, expected betting order sunrisers eastern cape are our first team to look out for expected to be about 11 or 12 on the outright um why edward hawkins well i haven't got many stars we expect the possible 11 to be this Irvier, Rossington, Aidan Markram and Stubbs are in italicised because they could be departing for South Africa duty. Tom Abel is here, JJ Smuts, Jordan Cox, 
uh, is another player expected to be in their best 11. Then we've got Marco Janssen, italicised again. Roller van der Merwe, uh, Bartman, who's uh, ex- done exceptionally well with the pace and at the death um, in the domestic tournament. So he's one to watch. And Sissanda Magala completing their lineup. That's their boss, best possible 11. Okay, Bartman sounds like one for the neutrals. Um, Richard Mann, Edward Hawkins makes an interesting point. Uh, does it tempt you to back them? No, it's a no for me, I'm afraid. A um, couple of negatives. I mentioned it earlier. A couple of English guys who probably wouldn't have a lot of experience in these conditions in the batting. I wondered if that might affect them early doors. And then just losing Markham and Stubbs will be a massive loss for um, for that England series. And I'm not mad keen on the bowling either. So, um, no, not a lot going for, for them for me. Okay. Um, big question comes to mind. How are enough players to play in all these teams? I just don't understand. Um, any thoughts on this lot, Paul Krishnamati? It's the one team I had a confident opinion about. They just look considerably weaker than the others. Um, I don't think they've got the quality or the depth. The only possible argument you might be able to make is, is that because they haven't got many stars, they'll be less effective with players leaving than others. But, I mean, you know, I've got the two key players on the side, Dennis Markham and Stubbs. And they're going to lose them, so no, definitely oppose this lot. Okay, um, next up, it's the Johannesburg Super Giants at around the sevens mark. Edward Hawkins, possible at eleven, please. Uh, yeah, Duplessis, Reza Hendricks, who could be on South Africa duty at some stage. Uh, Yanni Milan or Ferreira at number three. I think Ferreira might get the nod ahead of Yanni Milan. Uh, did well domestically. Uh, Luz Deploy is in this 11. One for Richard Mann. Carl Varian, again, South Africa duty could call. Lewis Gregory, Alzari Joseph, Thiek Shana, Aaron Fangisio, uh, Gerald Coetzee and Lizad Williams. This lot are a bowling team. Coetzee second, Fangisio Fifth, I'm really going to apologise for my South African pronunciations only once, and I've just done it. Uh, second and fifth, respectively, domestically uh, in the tournament T20 tournament earlier this season. So they're a bowling team, so they have uh, done the assessment correctly. They've loaded up with bowling power, um, unlike Sunrisers Eastern Cape, who have not loaded up uh, with batting power at a dodgy bowling ground. So there's two teams who are very interesting so far. Okay, um, Richard Mann, what are your thoughts? Sorry, yeah. well, no, what am I doing? Paul Grishnamati, you're up first. Um, they've got a strong bowling unit, these guys. Um, we love a strong bowling unit in franchise cricket, don't we? Yeah, we do. And um, I think, to be honest, given all the uncertainty about all the sides in this, I think the odds are very attractive about Johannesburg. I think they're probably the best bet to start to open the tournament with. Um I think, as Ed was saying, the bowling's strong, and really, you look through the strike rates of this lineup. Um, they're excellent, including the all rounders. Romario Shepherd's got fourteen point five strike rate. Kutsia sixteen point one. Lizard Williams fifteen point eight. He's very good. Um, the negative is they've lost Harry Brook, which was their big positive. Um, and I wonder if they lose Hendricks and Varane, maybe even Johnny Milan, then. That might be that that could be problematic with a batting, but I think there's enough there for an early punt, definitely at seven point nine. Okay, um, have they a uh, richer man? Yes or no for you? Yeah, so yes, I, I agree with that. Um, what Paul said as well about an, an early trade as well. Um, the bowling's just really good, 
Paul's mentioned it. And the one thing I do like is in picking Sano up as well. It gives them a high class spin option in the in the power play. And I, I can't I wondered if that would be quite crucial out here. A lot of the South African home boys be used to facing pace and bounce up front. But Sano will ball in the power play. Very, very good bowler. Um I like the batting loose deploy. Ed mentioned him up top. Brilliant T20 player for Derbyshire. Um, for a number of years now, brilliant in the blast last year. Exceptional when he finally got a chance in the hundred for Welsh Fire. He can finish. I think any top batsman markets. I think Deploy will probably go under the radar here. South African born as well, so he knows these conditions well. Um, he can finish like a rocket. He's a big price, or so even in running top batsman market, definitely, definitely want to keep on side. Okay, thank you very much, Richard. Man, moving on. Swiftly, the Pretoria Capitals could be about 5.5 on the Betfair Exchange. Hawkins has their details. Mm, yep. Uh, they're going to be playing at Centurion. So the question here, have they loaded their bowling up enough? Um, and and that comes on nicely uh, following the team we've discussed. Possible 11 for you. Uh, Delport, that's Cameron Delport. Salt, Rosso, Riley Rosso. Will Jacks, De Bruin, Nisham, Parnell, Adil Rashid, Miguel Pretorius, Ethan Bosch, who was excellent. Uh, domestically, Anrik Norkia, uh, the same asterisks by the South African names who could be departing, and of course, Adil Rashid uh, there as well if England want him for the ODI series. They've got Kusel Mendes in the squad as well if they want uh, Pretorial, Pretorius Capitals, Jimmy Nisham as well, but he could be uh, leaving for a Kiwi series as well. Again, have they loaded the bowling enough on a flat wicket Centurion? Have they, Richard Man? That is the question. Yeah, I did. I do think they have, and that wasn't my concern. If you look at the attack, actually, they've got pace with Nokia, how much he plays, whether he plays every game will be a concern, but pace with Nokia, Adil Rashid gives them wrist spin, Parnell left arm, very good at the death. They've got off spin with Will Jacks if they want it. Um, Jimmy Nisham can bowl at the death. Josh Little's been picked up as well. Ireland's left arm quick. So I think they're bowling loads of options while everyone's available. But the problem with this squad is how many they lose later in the competition. That will put me off right now. But I think I think the best eleven is a very good side, um, very destructive batting as well with Salt, Rousseau, Will Jacks, De Bruyne could be the anchor, Nisham to finish it. Loads to like about them. It's just how many of the big big guns they get to keep. Okay, um, Antipo Krishnamurti, please. Yeah, I pretty much agree with everything Rich said there. I mean, I my first impressions on this lot were they could be the bet. I like that first eleven. But when you look through how many players they could lose, it's a problem. I don't. I think the bowling's okay. I mean, um, Nokia, Little, Rashid, even Dupavion, he's okay. He's got a good strike rate. Um, I would say they're not out of it, but I would be very worried about, again, who they're going to lose and what will happen to the batting when those players go. But wouldn't rule them out. Thank you very much, Paul Krishnamurti. The front three in the betting are coming up next. We continue with our South Africa T20 League team by team. Three teams done. The favourites are left. Next up is the Durban Super Giants. Are there anything else at a possible 5.5 on the Betfair Exchange? Edward Hawking. Yeah, possible 11. Thank you. Quinton de Kock, Johnson Charles, Carl Mayers, Britska, Heinrich Klaassen, Pretorius, that's Dwayne, uh, Vian Mulder, Sue Bryan, Maharaja, Harmer and Reese. Top play. I think they're two batsmen short here, uh, particularly as they could lose Quinton de Kock, right? Uh, and that's at Durban, which is a bowler-heavy 
ground. So this is one of those franchises I'm not sure they've been paying attention. I might be wrong. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, Richard Mann, make sense of this all, please. Yeah, the, well, the first, first thing that, that, that struck me was actually the, the, the good, strong middle order and the potential for a bet in the top batsman market game by game. Pretorius, excellent finisher, generally goes off a big price. You've got Jason Holder in the squad, Mulder can bat as well. Um, so keep those three guys in mind. Um, they probably are a, a batsman shot, really. I do think Carl Myers is a terrific player, though, West Indian. He could do well, and I think he's got the game to, to thrive on these pitches. But um, they're not for me. They don't look strong enough. Um, all round, but I think betting match by match, I think on that middle order will definitely interest me. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti, please make sense of it all. I think they're definitely um, short specialist batsmen if they're going to lose to Cock and quite possibly Heinrich Klaassen as well. Um, well, one thing you'd say in their defence is there's so many good all-rounders, they bat very deep. I mean, that lineup that has just lifted, you've got Maharaj at nine and Harmer at ten, both of whom can bat. So maybe they can overcome it, but I'm, I'm inclined to think that they um, are lacking that um, batting quality. Thank you very much, Paul Krishnamurti. Moving on swiftly. Um, quick game is a good game, as they say, at second favourites on on Edward Hawkins's list are the Pal Royals, Pal of something, but no, they seem to be quite good at a possible 4.5 over to Edward Hawkins. Yeah, thanks. Possible 11. I think that price is basically down because they've got Joss Butler opening the batting. Who else is going to be batting with him? Well, Jason Roy could open the batting. Then we've got Van Buren, Miller, Dane Villas is going to be in there somewhere. Owen Morgan. Uh, still going. Uh, Evan Jones, a decent all-rounder, actually. Fair look away, uh, one of our favourite all-rounders. Uh, Ramon Simmons, a West Indian. Shamsi and then Lungi Nagidi, who is an out-and-out wicket-taker and would be a bet on your outright top tournament bowler if, uh, caveat central, if South Africa weren't pinching him halfway through. OK, OK. Paul Krishnamati, come on, give us your views on this lot. Well, you know, it's just, I mean... Look, I look at this team, first of all, and I say they were the winners, just on the basis they've got Butler, Roy, Miller with a bat, and then Shamsi and Nagidi, tremendous pair to have in, a fran in franchise cricket, especially in their own country. But they could all disappear, right, in a few weeks. So, And when you take that out of it, they don't really look up to it. So I wouldn't oppose them at the start because they're going to start with those very strong, strong sides full of match winners, but I can't see them last, lasting if they're going to lose all those players. Richard Mann, I'm tired already. Um, <laughs> are you bothered by Butler going? Are you potentially bothered by Roy going too? Does that damn them? Does it matter? Or does this league just continue on into the ether? Well, I don't, I'm not so sure why it'll be that big a miss, actually. You think back to the, the Australia series, obviously you missed the World Cup, the 50-over series that, that came after that against Australia. Roy was really poor. He had a, he's had a poor 2020 and all. Um, so I wonder if he'd be short in his run match by match here. Um, obviously, Butler going, Miller, Shamsi and Gidi, it's going to really hurt this this side, which is another excellent starting eleven um, with everyone available. Um, but you can't back them in the outrights right now. I mean, they're just they're just going to suffer too many losses. Um, match by match, obviously, I've mentioned Jason Roy there. Dan Villas, excellent player, really experienced campaigner, comes off really good T uh, Twenty Blast season in twenty twenty two, four hundred and forty four runs at thirty four at a strike rate just under one sixty. Very underrated player, generally with the bookmakers too. D 
Dean Villas match by match, he, he's definitely worth a few quid. Okay, okay, thank you, Richard. Man, finally, adding insult to injury, yeah, Mumbai Indians, Cape Town. Yes, that is their name. Um, they are 3.75 favorites. Uh, Edward Hawkins, you have their lineup, yeah. Uh, just crazy uh, squad building here. Mumbai Indians, if if the tournament was uh, all fair and love and war and they just kept the pretty much kept the same team Mumbai Indians Cape Town would win the tournament because this is how they could they could line up like this Brevis that's Deval Brevis obviously Rolofsson who's been uh, very very strong domestically Liam Livingston Rassi van der Dussen calm down Richard Mann Odin Smith Sam Curran Dwayne Janssen Rashid Khan Kajisa Rabada and Buren Hendricks but of course we've got uh, asterisks by so many names in there Livingston Rassi Curran Rabada and Hendricks could all uh, go if they're going to be involved in the in the white ball series. But they do actually have players who could come in. Uh, Joffre Archer is one of them. George Lind is a, a very decent spin all-rounder. Uh, Ryan Rickleton isn't getting into this team, for example. Ollie Stone isn't getting into this team. Wakar Salamakale, uh, mystery spinner, isn't getting into this team. So they could have two completely different teams and still win it. But... Are they a lay at those short odds? I suspect they probably are because squad churn is a very unpopular thing in franchise cricket. Okay, um, there you go. Are they a lay for you, Paul Krishnamurti? I don't think they are, actually. I mean, I, I my first impression was was that they are because it's your classic superstar lineup. I'm not sure they've got the right balances, enough batters, so many overseas players. But with all the uncertainties around everyone else, and I mean, those names they've just read out who aren't in the team, they are, not only do they have so many superstar match winners anyway, but they've probably got enough replacements there to not suffer too badly. So whilst I'm not going to back them at 11-4 at the start, I don't see any sense in that, I certainly wouldn't oppose them. I think they'll probably be there or thereabouts. Sorry, I am a bit down on, on Mumbai Indians, Cape Town, not just because of their name, because I've, when I've done their possible 11, I've actually only listed 10 players. That's why. <laughs> uh, so Ryan Rickleton probably does play, uh, or George Lynn probably does play. So uh, do bear that in mind. One of those two does slot in. But I, I think probably the point stands about two completely different 11s, almost, from one end tournament, uh, end of the tournament to the other. But uh, Richard? Yeah, I, I like them. I, I wouldn't be betting them. And, and as Paul says, you wouldn't be laying them. It's a super strong team. It's a super strong squad. So much quality. I actually like the balance of the batting as well, because I think in, in my man, Van der Dussen and Rolofsen, who was brilliant in the, the South African T20 League in October, November, I think he was the leading one scorer in that. They're sort of two anchor guys, really. Um, two guys maybe for your top uh, team batsman market, actually. And then Livingston and Brevis and and Odeon Smith, they're going to give you the fireworks. And the guys who come in, as Paul said, they've just got so much strong um, bench strength. They look a really, really terrific outfit, outfit as you would expect. Um, I think they're the team to beat. Would I be betting them at that price? No, I wouldn't. Okay. Okay. Is that it? Are we done? Is this over? <laughs> the South Africa T20 League team analysis is over. Yes. Thank you, Sam. And we'll be covering the South Africa T20 League over on betting.betfair, the analysis and best tips for the matches as they crop up. Don't miss Cricket Only Better next time. Guess what? We're previewing the UAE T20 League. Team by team, venues, analysis, 
Paul and Richard back again and perhaps some more best bets as well.